What's up, guys? It's Sam Werner here, former Republic player, and I'm on the State of the Republic podcast. Hope you guys are enjoying. Hello, fans of soccer in Sacramento and in the Sacramento area. My name is Luis, and welcome to the State of the Republic podcast. Joining me tonight is a co-host that hasn't been around for a while, you know, and I know he's going to be with us uh, when we do our second Republic Jeopardy, which by the time this podcast goes out, we'll already know who our second champion is. Welcome back, Crash. How's it going? Thank you. Yeah, it's going good. Um, happy to be back and see your face and some players' faces and be a part of the team. So thanks. Awesome. Yeah, so it sounds great. And, you know, we, we, we're glad to, to see you back on here and, and to see you also on Republic Jeopardy when, when we record that. Awesome. Well, without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our guest tonight. Uh, you saw him last year with the Republic. He was with us for two years. He scored some amazing goals. Uh, I, I wish he would have gotten some more playtime last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wish that we would have been there last season, but we all know what what is going on and and sadly we couldn't see him in his last season with the team but welcome to state of the republic sam how's it going man thank you yeah good to be here guys great cool well let's go ahead and get started sam uh you know this is a question i, I really like asking all of the uh former players uh, or even also current players that we have on the podcast but mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit more about how you know our favorite sport became a part of your life? Like, how did you uh, come to love this sport? Yeah, I think I just started like many guys did when I was, I don't know, four or five probably in Montana. And, um, you know, as far as I remember it, I I never thought of anything else after I started playing. That was just sort of the passion from there on out. So, um, yeah, made it work in Montana throughout all the the snow and the crazy weather. And then uh, from there, knew that I wanted to do more with it. So moved to Portland and then went to to college with it and then was lucky enough to land in sack after that that's cool yeah i mean the snow is a complicated thing if not you know you can go over to that bayern munich against armenia game where yeah, like <laughs> it was so crazy and they, they were losing right so i mean yeah. even even the best of the best uh actually struggles with the snow so mm-hmm. yeah you put up with a lot <laughs> definitely so uh you were definitely an all-star with the stanford team you know um, in your college career, um, was it always on in your mind to move to a pro club after you graduated, or was it just more of a hobby? Or I think I wavered at times. Oh yeah, is yeah. you know I, I think it's very easy from the from the outside. Our team obviously was incredible, so um, I think it's it's easy to assume that it was sort of smooth sailing throughout college. It was pretty difficult. Our coach cracked the whip a lot and I didn't play as a freshman. And so there were times when I didn't know where soccer would, would go for me. And I was grateful that it got me to the point I was at already. So I, I had no qualms about the fact that maybe that would, that was where, you know, it was meant to go. I was, it got me to a great university. And from there, maybe I'd move, move forward with, with other things. Um, I'm certainly glad that's not what happened, but um by the time senior year rolled around, I was pretty focused on making sure that I at least gave it a go at the next level. And, um, you know, looking back now, I'm certainly glad I did. It was a super fun two years in SAC and was able to check that box of playing professionally. And then now it's on to what's next. But yeah, I think 
they were, you know, that was always the goal initially, but through all the, the ups and downs of college soccer, there are certain mm-hmm. times when I, I maybe wavered on that or thought, I don't know, maybe it's not in the cards, whatever else, but I, I'm glad it ended up working out for a bit. Well, we're cer- certainly glad that you uh, chose to uh, keep it going, you know. Me so. too, me too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's definitely something we're really glad of because yeah, we would have missed out on a lot of awesome games that you know you were a part of too. So uh, going back on the topic of you know your time there at, at Stanford, we all know what prestigious school that is, and and I can imagine even just the the academic side of it is already really challenging. So mm-hmm. can you tell us how you were able to balance that and also play soccer at the same time? Yeah, I think the way I like to frame it is that I essentially had a job. That's that's basically how I looked at it, because on top of, like you said, all the academic stuff, the soccer stuff was a job in college. It was a massive commitment and uh, you couldn't really ha- you couldn't have one foot out the door. You couldn't be halfway in, halfway out. You had to be really, really fully committed to that, to one, to be as successful as you were, but also just to, to have any sort of success in that environment. Because, like I said, our coach was a really intense guy and, and got the most out of people. So, you know, there there were times when that was certainly difficult. Um but on the other side of the coin, I think it's, it was almost harder in terms of a time commitment to to be as serious as as I was in, in high school and, and still have time to do anything. Because at least in college, you know, your schedule is more flexible. You might have one or two classes a day and you have a little bit more downtime. In high school, you have that entire time block of whatever it was, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., you know, with with only being in school and then you have soccer after that and you have your homework so it was far more regimented so i almost thought you know having that commitment level in high school was almost more difficult than than college when you have a little bit more of the downtime yeah it definitely takes over most of your time and <laughs> you're there having to balance things out a little bit different uh what what is it that you actually uh went to school for there stanford has kind of weird majors so um I tell people it's sort of a combination of business and product design. Uh, it, it was a multidisciplinary major. It was called science, technology, and society, which I mean, means nothing to anyone outside of that little bubble. But uh, it, it was fun for me because I got to sort of do something I'm passionate about, which is design stuff on the side, and then also take classes that were you know, more geared towards what I saw myself as doing after sports were done. That's, that's really cool. Um, I want to know more, maybe... Uh, a little bit later about yeah. that product design portion of that. And I know that we uh, uh, did chat about that one time mm-hmm. and about the tech industry and stuff. So, yeah. you know, yeah. happy to, yeah. Happy to elaborate. At <laughs> so um, as far as uh, going back to soccer, your, pro- your pro career experience shows that you went out on a trial with an Israel premier league team mm-hmm. and forgive me. I'm, going to miss i'm not going to say this name correctly <laughs> so no um, you'll have to correct me please uh halipoli haldera so uh <laughs> how did that happen and how was that but yeah, first correct so, my uh yeah Hadera, and okay. that was the second team i was with um i was with makabi um natanya for three months prior to that but um yeah, the Israel thing came up because, you know, I was a homegrown with the Portland Timbers and because I had a fifth year of college that I didn't take, they weren't aware that I was ready to come out of school. And so 
And I couldn't really communicate that earlier because I didn't want it to get muddled with my college coach. So it was a whole political thing. And mm-hmm. so, um, so that ended up not working out for me, which was frustrating at the time, but in looking at other options I had, you know, I thought the Israel thing would be really cool from a cultural perspective because I'm Jewish and it'd be cool to go, you know, see that country. And then also for soccer, it's actually a pretty high, you know, a high level of play. And it was a really good experience for me technically and tactically because they play a very different style from college soccer. So I learned a ton when I was over there. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was a, they also have a cool thing where that league has limits on the number of foreign players you can sign. But as a Jewish kid, you can do a process and get your citizenship really easily. So you don't count towards the, uh, the foreign player cap on each team. So it's sort of a untapped market for the Israeli teams to try to lure Americans over that have some sort of Jewish background and can go through that process. So it was, it was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a really cool perk that, that you can get right going over there and, and yeah. whatnot. And uh, why was it that like you weren't able to stay over there? Did they ever like tell you or what, what happened yeah, there? No, I, I was, it was a whole tricky thing where I, you know, I was on trial for a long time and, Right around the end of my time there, I was offered a deal that I wasn't thrilled with. And that, so that sort of combined with mm-hmm. the burnout I felt from being on trial for that long, because, you know, as that is, you're, you're sort of feeling under the gun a little bit every single day. So that wears you down a lot. And so um, I, I had sort of decision by the end of it to make where I was weighing either signing that or coming back to the States and regrouping and seeing what the, what the heck comes next. And I chose the latter and, got back to the States and that's when everything was sacked came together pretty quickly after that. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I mean, we're, we're glad it didn't work out because of course you came <laughs> over to us. Otherwise, uh, yeah. yeah, you probably would have been over there probably to, to this day still. Um, so speaking of that, you know, let, let's go on and move over to the Republic. Uh, can you tell us more about the story about how that transfer came about mm-hmm. and, and how all that went down? Yeah, so I think as you guys know, Todd Donovan is the you know, GM and he's a Stanford guy. So I already had known him and, and talked to him prior to my time in Israel. I actually had, had come and played in a in a preseason game with SAC um, after my senior year of college prior to going to Israel. And Todd had said, oh, we really would love to sign you now. We sort of it was late enough in the preseason that I already sort of cemented the roster. And I was also kind of eager to go test out the Israel waters. And so that sort of fell through, but we had, we had, you know, there's no bad blood or anything when we talked about, you know, checking back at a later date. And so Todd got wind that I was back from Israel and gave me a call and said, why don't you just come train with us for a few weeks? And it was sort of the end of that 2018 season. So I came for the last two weeks of that season and lived with Shannon Gomez and, trained for a couple of weeks and had a blast and, and played well. And so, you know, I think after that, it was, I was waiting to, to get a contract essentially and um, got an offer a few weeks later and went from there. Cool. Yeah. Um, so you were with Sac Republic for two years and um, that last portion of, of the season or your time with Sac Republic was a little bit different. Um, uh, one of those things that was a little bit different or maybe a lot different was playing without fans. Um, how was that being on the pitch without any fans or 
TVBE or anything. <laughs> I, I, honestly, yeah. I honestly a lot of the, the joy out of it for me in some respects. I mean, obviously, you know, you guys being there is such a fun part of being in SAC. And, you know, I remember joking with maybe my parents or, or with some friends that, you know, with the COVID shutdown, some USL teams felt no different because they don't pack the stands. But for us, it was <laughs> a huge, huge loss because we, you know, whatever, 10, 12,000 people less. Yeah. Know, so that was a, a really, really big change and kind of took me, it, it took me back to like club soccer days. I felt like I was playing, you know, on a field in Montana in front of my parents and that's it. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was definitely strange and, you know, not something I, I love, but yeah, just had to make do. And it certainly was better to, to play games than, than not play at all. But it was definitely a really weird adjustment. Yeah, for sure. Um, certainly different energy, I could imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were going through all that uncertainty, right, of like where whether USL was going to come back, right? I know there was a, there was those three couple of months where we weren't sure, right? And people were yeah. saying they might cancel it, all that. How were you like still like keeping in shape because you you didn't know, right? They, we could have gone yeah. back the next day. Yeah, <laughs> How was, was that was for crazy. you? Like it was it was so touch and go, and no one really knew what was going on at the league. And you know, I was lucky enough to be living with two pretty motivated guys and and Drew and Matt. And so we kept ourselves accountable with that. And on top of that, the club did a pretty good job of sending workouts, doing Zoom workouts, all the stuff to try to keep people engaged and and interacting in some way or another, because it was obviously strange to not have that locker room atmosphere that you get every day in training. So, you know, there are days when that definitely sucked and and waking up and just going to, you know, time yourself running three miles instead of going to training is obviously Mm. a little bit different. But, um, you know, we made do and it was a, a weird, that's definitely a time I won't forget because it was just so strange. But then I think Matt and Drew and I did the best of the best job we could with just making the most out of the situation and trying to enjoy ourselves. Uh, you mentioned Drew and Matt. I know those guys. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm wanting, there was something that you guys did um, almost on a weekly basis. What was that? What was yeah, that thing that you guys did? Good times. Good times, yeah. I mean, that, that was sort of a... Was it like on a Tuesday or something? Yeah, we, we let you guys in on the on the terrible eating habits of our apartment on occasion <laughs> with the Stacey Tuesday videos. Um, that was, yeah, that was one, one of our vices in the apartment was just every so often going to whatever store and getting way too much trash food. So we decided to... Why not film it for everyone else to enjoy too? <laughs> and overall, who uh, you know, who had the the besides you, right? Mm-hmm. Who had the better <laughs> um, sort of? Uh, Drew is the exceptional baker, so he takes the cake in that. But in terms of appetite, Matt absolutely mops up that man to beat. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll give him the gold star there. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. I mean, if, if you have someone who could, you know, get you a good dessert and get you a good entree, then I mean, you're set, right? <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why Drew's a good husband now. He's probably just out there baking for Andy on the <laughs> Could even start a baking business if, if he exactly. wanted to. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, th- this next question is one that you know I- I'm sure most right Republic fans probably had because the. The news of your retirement just uh, took us all by surprise. Mm-hmm. You know, you were like one of the all-star players on the squad. You were always giving us these really 
amazing goals, amazing assists and whatnot. So can you tell us a little bit more about like how that decision came about and, and what future career plans you have? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think it, it, it definitely surprised a lot of people, um, but it was something I'd been talking about with my family, you know, almost from the very point I signed. Um, it was always the, you know, the clock was always ticking a little bit for me. I don't know whether that's the, the Stanford degree in the back of my mind or whatever else it was, but I knew I wasn't going to be the type of guy that's going to play until my legs stopped working. And so I'd always been thinking about ways to, you know, when, when the right time would be to make that transition. One thing I was really conscious of as I was playing is that I didn't want to be starting an entry-level job at age 28 with a bunch of 22-year-olds. That, that dynamic didn't appeal to me. So that was one thing that was in the back of my mind. But, you know, on top of that, there were some other things that sort of surprised me as I started playing. One was that, you know, for for a bit, the, the pro-athlete lifestyle is really fun because your work days from, you know, whatever it was, 8 to 11 or something i was home before lunch every day which was really cool for a while and then i started feeling like okay i need to really work hard to to be productive and feel like i'm not just withering away in my apartment and so i started to actually kind of not enjoy the lifestyle side of it but um but obviously i mean it was it was so much fun playing and so it was for, for me it was more than anything it was just wanting to you know take stock of the fact that all right, I, I checked that box. I'd gotten paid to play soccer, which I dreamt about since a little kid. And I got to do it in front of all these awesome fans and sack and had a blast with it. And then it just felt like the right time for me to, you know, start figuring out what I wanted to do after that. And so, you know, it's been a, a crazy time since the season ended. I, I, you know, I'd been working pretty hard on, on the job stuff and then early November <laughs> got COVID. So that was a, a little, you know, hiccup in the whole process and then the holidays hit so everything slowed down so i've really only been back on the on the hunt since the new year and so now i'm, I'm working on that stuff pretty hard every day to figure out what the what the heck i'm actually going to do next <laughs> well, speaking well, of that or Luis, if you had a question a follow-up question with that but uh i was just uh, kind of wondering what what are like some of the uh careers or like job titles that like you're mm-hmm like trying to look for and like what area are you like potentially looking for? Yeah, I'm hoping to be on one of the coasts. So whether it's the area or New York or something like that, because those are sort of my top two options. Um, I'm, I've been mostly focusing on investment banking jobs, but uh, also kind of interested in doing something in tech also sort of an operations or strategy role in tech. So I'm walking both of those avenues and see what, what comes from, from pursuing both. Cool. I actually know someone who works at Apple too. You might want to talk to them sometime. <laughs> yeah, I think at Apple they do a little bit of product design. So uh, you know, if you want to be in tech, um, a company like that might be something you might want to look into. No kidding. Yeah, that's, that's certainly up on the list. <laughs> so um, I don't know if you remember. Uh, you imagine Austin, uh, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there were not many Sac Republic fans there. I was there. Yep. I know you were there, and some your family was there, right? Uh, oh yeah, my my mom's mom and and her husband were there. Yeah, my grandparents. Your grandparents, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they spotted me with all my Sac Republic stuff and everything, and there wasn't a lot of people there, and. So um, I just thought it was really neat that they uh, said, hey, come sit with us. And of course, yeah. it's pre-COVID. 
but yep. um uh they're really nice and and, and it was they're it was awesome good. yeah that was that was always a fun part of the the travel with everything is i'd get different family members in different places and all that stuff it was always fun to sort of go on the the tour of different grandparents and everyone else popping up at different times mm-hmm. well you know t- probably to them you're still just little sam yeah. <laughs> playing the games exactly. but, so yeah. that, that's awesome that that's a good uh detail of them too and and that kind of reminds me of like when i went to a game at my college campus actually they had a game there at the stadium and it was like the first time i, I ever gone to a game where like fans were, were traveling to an away match and someone that i had no idea who they were like just the saw me i think just like looking around trying to find like hey where's more republic fans or where are they sitting at and they just kind of came by and also uh you know told me where where to sit at and and where you know all the fans are going to be at and all that too so we definitely have a lot of people right just in 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 the sacramento area it's just that uh mentality right of just wanting to help others and and not just look after themselves so that's uh that was a really nice gesture there yeah yeah, i think that was a part of sac that i definitely enjoyed a lot the community aspect is awesome. Awesome. Well, let's uh, get into some uh, rapid fire questions here. It's, you know, a lot about your career in Sacramento and, and just uh, different moments throughout your career. Uh, cool. So let's get started with the, the first one. Tell us about your favorite moment at Sacramento, and it could be anything in the pitch, out of the pitch. Uh, what, what favorite moment do you have? I'll do one on the pitch one, one off of it. I, I think mm-hmm. on it was, I mean, I think probably the the goal I scored against San Antonio my first year was probably my favorite on the pitch moment, the left-footed curler to the upper V. I think that was, that was probably my favorite goal that I scored in SAC in general. Um, and then off the field, I think my favorite thing was, was going to Folsom prison every month and, and playing soccer there. That was it's probably the most memorable thing I did in SAC and something that I've you know, stuck with me since and will for, for a long time. That was invaluable and really eye-opening. Awesome. Yeah, that that was definitely a really great moment. And I, and I saw the couple of videos, right, that the team produced and yep. looked like you guys are having like a blast and, you know, also the guys there as well. And, and it's yeah, it's awesome that, that, they, that they did that too, right? I mean, I, it, it's like the first time I ever hear a, a soccer club just going out there and, and playing with the inmates and, and still That's making right. them feel like they're a part, right, of, of the community yeah. and they can um, spend their time uh, with that and, and get a break from basketball. I feel like basketball is overplayed. Yeah. They need, they need like to play some soccer. <laughs> <Great. laughs> um, all right, Crash, if you'd like to do the next one, I'll let you do the next one. All right. So in uh, the Sacramento area, what's your number one like go-to restaurant? Ooh, it's a hard question. For a second. Um, ooh, I really liked going downtown and grabbing like a drink at Cooper's. I loved doing that. As far as food, I'm trying to think of oh, what's the I'm blanking on the name. Mexican place in in downtown. Um, Chandos. Chandos, yeah. Chandos is delicious, so that's up there. But what's the? I think is it start the Z? Oh, Zocalo. Zocalo, I think. yeah. I love yeah. Zocalo. Yeah. yeah. 
very classy too. sort of place yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. I'll have to check that one out too. I usually I go to La Favorita. So this next one is um if you could choose any song to walk out onto the pitch before a game, what would that be and, and why? Good question. <laughs> hmm. I think Drew and Matt and I would always blast like EDM music in the car on the way to, to games. And so if I could get trying to think of one specifically that we played a lot. There are a lot, but any sort of electronic music as we go out with a nice drop, that always gets me going pre-game. So that would that'd probably be up there. Nice. Yo, yeah. Yeah, that's that's my go-to genre too. You can never go wrong like exactly. uh, having that too. Did you guys ever go to a festival or or the, yeah, did, have you outside lands my first year in SAC? Wow, nice. We ended up having that weekend off, so I just cruised cruised there with some of my college buddies. That was a blast. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. I've heard, heard great things about that. Yeah, it was super fun. <laughs> so uh, what was your favorite goal uh, scored? Mm, I'll, I'll Sac, one. Sac Republic? Yeah, or, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, in my career, it has to be the, the national championship one senior year. Um, in SAC, I would say the San Antonio one. I also... You know, the last goal I ever scored for Sack, the header, that was the first and only header I ever scored in my life. So that, <laughs> that one I, have to, I have to, you know, highlight that really quick because that came as a shock to everyone who ever played with me or watched me play. That I actually <laughs> <in> my head. <laughs> well, that's that, that's interesting, actually. I, I was not aware of that, too. How did you feel about that? You know, as someone who maybe doesn't really score goals, uh, uh, yeah, header I, I wise. came back to my phone after after that game, and everyone was like, "Who the hell are you now?" Like, what, you <laughs> head? What is that? Uh, that was a nice one to sort of check that box to get get that out of the way before I finished playing. Definitely, yeah. I mean, it's always good to say you scored goals like all kinds of different <laughs> ways. Yeah. Uh, this next one is uh, if you could hire just one of your former teammates to work for you for a company, who would it be and why? Oh, great question. Hmm. Thank you. And it can't be Drew and your baking company. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, that, that was exactly where I was heading. So now I gotta hit it. Um, Let's say you're working at Apple. You 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 got a really, Apple. really okay. good uh, job there. I think I would, I think I would go with. Um, depends on the setting. I'm thinking if I need someone who's just a great salesman, really chatty, likes to talk about things. Maybe I go with J Mac, just because he's a he's a talkative guy, very charismatic. So he's up there for sure. Um, if, if it's someone that I just need to grind, then it's going with just Drew and Matt because those guys just work nonstop. So it'd be between one of those two, depending on the on the nature of the work. Cool, cool. Well, if they ever listen or watch, uh, yeah, they might be <laughs> they might be waiting <laughs> right well, after after they retire. <laughs> like, hey, you said about. <laughs> Um, so, uh, what's your toughest opponent that you ever played against? I mean, 20, the 2019 Phoenix team was a hell of a team. Those mm-hmm. guys were super good. Um, you know, one of my, I guess one of my other favorite games we played was against San Jose in the Open Cup. My first year in SAC, too. And that was a, that was a good team. And it was also just interesting playing against their style of play because it's so unique. So that's that's up there as well. Um, I think who else we played against? Those those two definitely would probably take the cake. 
off the top of my head at least yeah mm-hmm. san jose uh that was with the quakes you're, you're talking about mm-hmm. yeah yeah and that was like 2019 maybe four or three open cup game okay yeah, yeah. i was there mm-hmm. and i just moved there so it oh, was perfect. yeah yeah i was like, yeah, like rooting for both now. teams yeah. you know it was a little awkward yeah. but you know i was more sacred so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I was rooting for both, both teams. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, that 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 game was actually really interesting too. I mean, right? Like, it, it, for a second, I really thought we were gonna pull the win, and mm-hmm. you know, they they happened to you know just uh, uh do the comeback, but then you know we still kept pushing, right? We like we were so yeah. close to tying it there like so quickly there at the end and um, i would like to have gotten that game back because one the weather was brutal it was i forget what it was a hundred something at kickoff and that mixed with the fact that we played on the weekend and had another game the following weekend or something like that whatever it was in the it was in the middle of some crazy stretch of games where i'd played a ton of minutes and so i remember i started cramping by like the 55th minute which never happens to me and i remember being so mad because we sort of were, were really in the game too and I've just lost all of my energy, which I remember being really pissed about it because it was a super fun game to play in. Yeah, it, it was still good. I mean, even though we lost, I, I still like to call that game. And then the, the year before when we played against the LAFC in the same Open Cup, uh, mm-hmm. as memorable still. I mean, yeah we, yeah, we may have lost, but you guys still gave it your all in both games. And like the team really, like, I think that the team played as if they were already an MLS, as if they were already an MLS squad. And, yeah, you know, that's, that's all you can ask for, right? And in, in, the, in the Open Cup, too. Uh, so th- this uh, last uh, rapid-fire question that I have here, uh, being that, you know, you're retired now, can you tell us what is, or I should, I should say, what was your most memorable career moment? And it could be just anything. What, what's, what's the one memory you take with you uh, during your career? Mm-hmm. Go with a few. I mean, I think the one that obviously takes the cake initially would just be the the third national championship with Stanford. That was super memorable. I always joke that that's when I peaked. Um, hopefully, it isn't actually, but it was that was the the sort of the brightest spot of of soccer in general, and was a culmination of a lot of you know hard work and sort of grinding in the trenches to to do all that. So that was really special. Um, but I mean, there are a lot of times in SAC that are also incredibly memorable to me. And, you know, one thing that stood out to me when I left and, you know, it's, it's been very validating in that I haven't missed soccer. I've felt like I was ready to be done. But the, the overwhelming feeling I had leaving SAC was just gratitude. I was so great, like so grateful that, you know, I had all these incredible, you know, teammates and, and coaches and the club was awesome. And then on top of that, got to interact with all of these awesome fans and had so many people coming out to support us. It was the most you know, fun two years ever. So, you know, there, there are a ton of moments I could pick from within those two years as well. Awesome. That's yeah, great. that's, that's really cool. Um, so I, I know we're going to be wrapping up here real shortly, but uh, our podcast mom, Sharon actually wants to say hi, and she actually got the ch- chance to arrive just on time. And so okay. I want to actually welcome here on welcome Sharon. And I'm glad you were able to, to make it. <laughs> well. What's hey, up? Dan. Sorry, how I'm are you? Hey, how are you? It's so good to see your face. Yeah, great to see you. Thank you. You're doing well. Thank you. Good. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if Luis already asked my question. Did you, Luis? 
I, I don't I don't think I, I saw your question too, so I think you might be good. You can you can answer it again too if, if you right, ask it your way. Yeah. So so Sam, and this is not you know any kind of plug. What was one of your best and worst fan experiences? And I know you like us all, but your best yeah. and worst fan experiences. Best and worst. That's a great question. I mean, it'd be hard to pick a bad one. I don't know if there's any that stand out as being bad. Um, maybe a funny one. I remember one time after the game when we we're signing all the autographs in the TVB section, there was some some pretty drunk guy who was quite large and shirtless and was asking everyone to sign his stomach. So that was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> Um, that was one of the. Someone just recently asked me what was the weirdest thing I signed. That was definitely it. Um, okay. But is that me? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. Yeah. No. Um, you know, best. I mean, there are a ton. I think. You know, some of the cooler ones were just running into people downtown and and having a quick chat about sack. That was always cool to me. It made me feel like I'd sort of, you know, I felt like a pro getting noticed like that. And those are always the, you know, when you think about what you imagine your career being like as a little kid that was always something that kind of was fun for me just to to feel like a pro in that sense but i mean there there were so many awesome interactions with you guys and with so many other people i don't know if i could even pick one in in particular definitely, you know, it's, uh, definitely it's, some food at sharon's house could be up there that was always <laughs> a pleasure oh the guys are definitely once we can do this there's yeah. definitely going to be brunches um yeah with you casserole French toast casserole. That's right. I'll you never did, forget. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. I think any somebody in your apartment got their own individual French toast casserole. I don't remember that, but it could have happened. I don't know if it was my apartment because I definitely would have eaten most of it if that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. That's perfect. Thank you for that. Bringing that memory back. I mean, that was yeah. that. There were there were some good times. Definitely. definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, we all want to stay in touch with you going forward and stay up. I know social media sometimes is more of a uh, bother than it feels like it's worth, but mm -hmm. that's how we need to, we just all need to stay in, in touch, especially now, you know, because yeah. we've, we've as fans and as just, you know, friends, we fall in love with y'all, you know, and, mm -hmm. and we never want to lose touch. So please yeah. do, you know, Absolutely. Yeah. you know, that was one of the things I said to, to Todd and and Ben Gumpert and, and Briggs as I was telling them that I was leaving was that, you know, one, I want to stay in touch, but then two, I said, you know, like it's, it's my goal I'm stating now is that I want to be in the stadium for the first MLS game and, and be around for all that stuff. So I, at the very least, I hope I can run into all you guys then. I can see Sam Warner's thighs as a statue. Because <laughs> you know, I think that's a tough sell for the club, but I mean, I wouldn't mind it. You know, you you know that that was your that I mean that was the attribute that all the guys my, used to point out. It's like yeah. everybody was so jealous of of your thighs, and it's like, can you please tell us how you got those? I mean, is that it? It was that a natural gift, or did you have to work? For it that? was. I I worked zero for that. Maybe it was just me eating the the French toast casserole. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, and I'm sorry for yeah. the poor lighting, but I'm oh, no out at an I'm at an event right now. But I didn't want That's to miss getting a chance to say hi to you because you yeah, mean a lot to, to me. You. Appreciate uh, it. Yeah. Thanks for popping in. <laughs> Speaking of uh, thighs, um, <laughs> not to embarrass or make it weird, uh, I took uh, my family to a match here in Sacramento, mm -hmm. um, and my sister-in-law was she came and and I go. Who do you think is the cutest player on the team? 
And guess who she said? You. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I think it was the thighs that did it. it so. the thighs, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Love it. Uh, awesome. Well, one last question for you, Sam, so we can let you go here too, right on time too. Actually, I'm really glad what we're awesome. keeping there. Uh, what, what would you like to tell all the fans in Sacramento that, you know, sadly we, we couldn't even like say bye, right? Because we couldn't yeah. even be there in, in your last game. But what message do you have for the Sacramento yeah, I was, community? I was talking about that as well. I mean, the, the overwhelming thing, like I mentioned, it was, you know, when I left SAC, I just felt so much gratitude. And a lot of that was attributed to all the awesome interactions with the fans. And it still would, I would catch myself mind blown at times when I was there thinking how many people would, you know, spend their own dollars to come sit and, and watch me kick a ball. So um, I'm very, very grateful for that. That was, you know, something I'll, I'll cherish for a very long time. And like, like Sharon mentioned, I hope we can all stay in touch and I'll, I'll certainly try to show face and sack every so often and, and keep sharing the team on. That's cool. Hey, your goals are worth, I think multiple tickets worth because getting goals <laughs> like that, like you don't, you don't always see I them, hope. right? Like it's, <laughs> I hope, yeah, definitely. And, I, I've been joking with my parents because, you know, my, my parents have Portland Timbers season tickets. So I said, all right, well, oh. once once Saxon MLS, you're going to have to start dishing those tickets out to me when, when they're coming to Portland <laughs> as well. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, any final words, Sharon, Crash, before? It was just, it was really good to see his mug. And, you know, don't be a stranger. You ever in the area, you've got beds everywhere. We're all Definitely. willing to, you know, host you and always Thank know you, you have a place here. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say thank you for uh, you know spending some time with us and and uh, you know it's nice to see you and everything. And um, if you're ever in SAC, then of course you know reach out Absolutely. and uh, think about that sort of thing we talked about. You know, mm-hmm. with the job and stuff like I that. You. you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought into it. No, it was, it was it was great. This was fun. It was good to see you guys. So thanks for thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thank you again, Sam, and uh, good luck with your career. You Thank know, you. hope that you know you're able to get to be at Apple one day, and uh, <laughs> the, you know our good friend that you know works at Apple maybe can help you, give you like a little reference, letter recommendation, yeah. you know, all that stuff. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you again. Perfect. All right. Take care. Awesome. Well, that was a great interview there with Sam. Again, thank you for um, being a part of the podcast here today, Sam. We really appreciate it. What are your thoughts, Crash, uh, on on our interview? Uh, Well, it was really nice to see him. When he uh, scored a goal with a header he was talking about, that was an interesting tidbit that I didn't know. So... Um, you know, it, it, it was kind of fun to hear about that. Yeah. That's, that's something that, you know, I wasn't aware of either too. And it's one of those things that as a player that doesn't normally score goals, like, like that in that fashion, mm-hmm. I'm like that, that must be a, like a challenge, right? Because you're not used to like impacting the ball with your head all the time and, and whatnot. And so the fact that you're able to say, I scored a goal when I'm not like a header, I, I think it's, uh, really great feat to be able to say you did that along with scoring a lot of amazing goals that <laughs> very yeah. few Republic players have ever even scored to and that require quite a bit of talent to you know kick in that style too um, yeah one thing I you know I, I have to say it's 
probably the first time that I ever hear a player choosing to retire because they want to focus on their career, right? Like he went to Stanford uh, as as much as, you know, some people might say that like, uh, you know, you're an athlete already, like, oh, you know, keep on with your career. Maybe you can get paid more eventually, right? Than maybe even your own career to to actually, you know, like say like, let me put a stop to this here. I want to actually focus on that career that I went to school for, that I had mm-hmm. to spend endless nights having to pull all-nighters and and really like work so hard to get that degree, especially from Stanford, that really amazing school. Like you really have to say that that is uh, uh, amazing that he yeah. made that choice to do that and, and that he he's definitely thinking about his career and he knows that soccer was something he enjoyed, but now he's ready to actually enjoy more so the career that he went to school for. And so I think it's it's really awesome that, you know, that that was his uh, decision to um, retire for that reason and really mm-hmm. respectable. I, I think that it, more players should probably think about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Even I think if they're already in the pro world, because it, it is quite a challenge even for a player that might already have their degree to, you know, get a job if they retire at like 34, 35, because as he said, right, like you, you're now having to get an entry level job at that age. And it just becomes more difficult, probably right to move up a company or or get more of those maybe management roles that are potentially going to be more higher pay and and whatnot. And so uh, it's definitely, I think, a lesson that a lot of players can can learn and especially when you if you were a player that went to college that got your degree so that you know you don't lose track on that because it you know you lose track and could be challenging even with a a degree to find a job like that um well it's a tough market for sure uh, overall for everybody right but um overall with the sac republic there's been a lot of uh a lot of players from really prestigious schools um you know he it a, you know, like one preseason game or whatever with Sac Republic, but it just wasn't the right timing. So he went overseas um, and that was mm-hmm. interesting to hear about. So, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, focusing on your career because, you know, you can't, you can't kick balls forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's face it. Um, so, you know, he, he's got a great education and um, I think he's going to go far. So. Yeah, and I, I I can't wait to hear you know what where he gets a job at, and it's gonna be crazy if it is Apple. And I'm like, whoa, like I I yeah. literally said Apple, and then I don't know where you know that that person I know that works there actually, their letter of recommendation actually was so great that <laughs> that he got a job there, right? Um, yes. But but you know I think he has that you know, ambition, and and I think he's gonna get, go far. I mean, it it always helps to have a Stanford degree too, and you know mm-hmm. the to have that name on the degree too. And and I'm sure he has a lot of connections as it is. And I know schools like that are, are super dedicated to their alumni making sure that, you know, they, they can have those opportunities. And so it, it's really great that he's choosing to, to do that. And so yeah. um, looking forward to hear from him when, when he gets his uh, first um, job, I should say post the uh, uh, soccer career as well. For sure. Awesome. So before we uh, close it out, everyone, uh, just wanted to remind you all, if you're not following us on our social media, please give us a follow. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
simply search for at State Republic 12. That is our handle for all three accounts, and you will be able to find us on those pages. Uh, we tend to share when we post new episodes. We'll post previews of episodes so you can see what some of those new episodes are that we just uh, posted recently. Uh, you'll be able to catch some of the live shows that we do. As I mentioned at the beginning of this uh, podcast episode, we are in the process of getting ready to do our second Republic Jeopardy tomorrow. Uh, we've probably already uh, done that like a week ago uh, when this gets posted. But if you are following us on social media, you'll be able to find out dates on future live shows. Uh, as I said in previous episodes, in addition to Republic Jeopardy Live, we are going to be doing other live shows as well. And we have a couple of ideas in mind, uh, you know, in, uh, bringing former players, uh, people in the community, fans, like we, we just have a lot of things that we'll be uh, doing on there and potentially a couple of interviews too that are actually going to be also be on the podcast, but us actually going live and having a Q&A for uh, you all to ask them questions as well. So we want you to get that opportunity to ask the questions and uh, soon you might also even have the opportunity to be on screen when we do live shows as well if you want to ask your question and be on a live show as well. So please give us a follow on social media to find out the details of all the live shows as we do them there as well. Also, we are also on YouTube and that is actually where you can find the video recordings of this podcast episode. If you also want to watch it or if you'd prefer to watch it on YouTube, then now you do have that option as well. You can also check out previous episodes that we've recorded some of those are on YouTube. We did just start, I think, like four or five episodes ago. Uh, and so we don't have all of them. But moving forward, we are uh, trying our best to, to put videos up on YouTube. Uh, of course, not all of them are going to be on there. You know, it really all depends. Uh, wh whoever of our guests uh, is okay with us being able to actually produce a video of the podcast. But if you want to listen to the podcast and you're watching it, it right now, then you can also do that as well. You can find us on all, I shouldn't say all, but you can find us on most of the platforms that are out there. Um, I haven't seen one where we're not on actually, but there might always be one that you might listen to that potentially wouldn't have us. And so if that is your case, please let us know. And again, just search for State of the Republic podcast to find that there. Also, if uh, you do join Facebook groups, we invite you to join our Facebook group called Sacramento Soccer Fans. It's awesome. We share stuff that we do with the podcast, the soccer things going on in the area, uh, uh, just professional soccer commentary and whatnot. So please feel free to join in on the conversation and send us a request there to become a part of that group. It's an awesome group, 500 plus members so far. So really great and a really uh, good place for you to talk all things soccer in general around the world, not just in Sacramento, of course, uh, even though the title says Sacramento, it's it's open to anyone around the world to talk about any soccer that they'd like. Great. Well, with that being said, everyone, uh, wanted to first start, thank you, Crash, for uh, being back on a podcast episode here. Uh, it was a really great one. I'm glad that you had that memory with uh, his family there too, and that you got the chance to be able to share that really great moment uh, with our guest tonight. So yeah, thank you for, for being on. And uh, Glad to be back. Thanks for having me. 
Awesome. Great. Well, thank you to everyone who has listened to this. Thank you to everyone watching us here on, on YouTube. Uh, and really just thank you everyone as usual for all the support that you give to us each time that we post a new podcast, whether it's by watching the podcast on YouTube or actually listening um, on your favorite podcast platform. We really appreciate it. We see you listening to all of our episodes. We see our numbers going up. So thank you very much. We really appreciate this. And again, we have more and more content, more and more ideas in store for the future here for the podcast. So please continue to support us by subscribing and by sharing this podcast, whether it's the video or the audio form with one friend at least. That's all we ask for. Share it with one friend that you know likes soccer. Or if you have a friend who maybe doesn't really get too into sports but you think you know after hearing more of uh different people talk about the sport they might get into it then please share with them there as well um one share means a lot to us and and we really appreciate everyone who um enjoys our podcast and shares it uh with anyone that they know like soccer or might enjoy soccer in the future awesome well Again, thank you, everyone. Have a great day or night whenever you might be listening to this podcast or watching us. And we will see you next time here on State of the Republic podcast. See you, everyone.